KBLA Talk 1580. That's Miles Low Music. That's the new, the new, the new, the new. Get it while you're young. You can get it wherever you get uh, your music. You can also find him on Instagram, Miles Low Music. You can find me, Deprima Radio, D-I-P-R-I-M-A, and then Radio. And, of course, KBLA 1580. We're on all of the platforms, including YouTube, where we're broadcasting Right now, call me, 800-920-1580. You got something to say? You want to fight? <laughs> you want a fellowship? All are welcome. So it looks like uh, the government is going to stay open for the immediate near future. The Senate has passed a bill to stop that shutdown. It's going to Biden's desk. Uh, the deadline uh, was the weekend, so... It looks like we'll at least make it through the holidays. Stage one is January. Stage two is February. The new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, you know, you would think he would be able to celebrate um, even getting anything done in the obstructionist Congress that we have today. But more than likely, he'll be a sacrificial lamb um, and will and will take up the fight for a new speaker early in the new year. Um it took ha, that thing I don't believe in called bipartisanship. Uh, Democrats, this would not have been possible without the Democrats deciding to support this. And honestly, I think it makes sense. No ridiculous draconian spending cuts. And uh, although there's no funding for all of the wars we like to underwrite, um, it is just a clean spending bill. It's a little tricky, but it it looks like it is done. President Biden met with the Chinese President Xi Jinping on Wednesday, and he said, yeah, they said it went pretty well. Um, But then he comes and says, well, he's a dictator. He's a guy who runs a country in a communist country that's based on a form of government that's totally different than ours. I don't know if, you know, China still qualifies as a communist country. That is what they call themselves. It's just puzzling to me from the dip, the standpoint of diplomacy, why you meet with somebody to improve relations and then tell the press 10 minutes later that he's a dictator. But hopefully this does uh, signal some kind of a thawing of, re- of relations in the Cold War uh, that is going on between the U.S. and China. Hamas, according to the Washington Post, has agreed in principle to release uh, 50 women and children from the hostages that they're holding. Uh, if Israel approves that proposal, Israel's now looking at it, the Israeli government, and uh, are um, considering whether or not to go along with it. Israel, it would be agreeing to a three to five day pause, a pause in place in fighting. Uh, we call it a pause because I guess ceasefire is now controversial. You know, I think that's BS. Um, ceasefire, peace. That should be the goal. That should not be controversial. We need to stop killing babies, um, and 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 civilians who aren't babies. Um, but um, we shall see. Uh, everyone's waiting on the Israeli Trump, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Many people, many uh, experts say Netanyahu is far uh, worse than the 45th president, not sure about that, but um, we shall see if we can at least, I'm not sure how, you know, three to five days, I guess it allows you to get babies out of hospitals who are in incubators if they haven't already perished. 
um, may allow you to get some fuel in and stuff. But I'm puzzled by the whole idea of human humanitarian pauses because you're giving me food, water, and electricity, and then you're going to kill me the next day. Hard to fathom um, how that is super helpful. Um, representatives for Will Smith um, pushing back hard, saying the accusations that he slept with um, his friend, actor um, Dwayne Martin, that that never happened. And um, it... <laughs> To me, the whole thing is troubling because some guy goes on Tasha Kay's show. I, I know Brother Bilal, you could say he's not some guy. He, we know he did work for Will Smith. But you come out with no receipts. You talk about something that may have happened, uh, may have happened, you know, 30 years ago. And now everyone runs with it as news. Where's the receipts? That means I can go or you can go or anybody can go on YouTube and I can say, you know, well, Steve Harvey was this or Tavis Smiley is that or, you know, Stevie Wonder is that simply because I worked with them. I can just make up stories and you as a responsible news agency are just going to run with it. And, you know, I said that to some of my friends are like, well, but the rumors have been around. So what? I mean, there's rumors about everything that that have been around. That's not journalism. If all we did was report on, on rumors, and then there's the other piece of it, even if it was true, you're, you know, what are the ethics of outing someone? Um, and, you know, it's very problematic to me. I, I feel like these news agencies um, have, you know, allowed this to jump from TMZ uh, or from YouTube, I should say, to sort of the mainstream media. And, and it, I think it's really a slippery slope because anybody can say anything about you on any given day. And we see, you know, the Tasha Kay, well, maybe she's about to lose in court again. We'll see. Jada says they're suing. I don't know how you'd have receipts. And then to go as far as saying that you know how the size of this person's body parts, that's the one you should be slapping. I'm not advocating violence. I'm a peacenik. But I'm just saying, like, Keep my name out your mouth. Keep my out your mouth. Mm. Then you know what I'm saying. <laughs> go to the phone before I get myself in more trouble. We are going to go to Big Phil calling from L.A. Good morning, Big Phil. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. The creek didn't rise. Devil the creek didn't rise. The devil don't sleep. Okay, you gotta understand. Misery love company, Dominique. Okay, misery yeah. love company. Right. And let me say one thing. On both sides, Israel, Gaza. Both sides are murder, okay? When you're murdering people for power and trip, then you're going to support Israel to bomb Gaza. God made this land for everybody a little bit, okay? Both sides are murder, and you got to answer God. That's all I'm going to tell you with that, okay? And this vaccine stuff, I took my two Pfizer. I took my booster. I'm not taking no more. It's just updates. Though. I think it's an experimental thing. So I did that. I take my urge, and uh, I'm healthy. All my tests come up good. I just keep praying and keep waking up. You know, people in the world want their power trip, but that is real thing. They're going to answer God both sides. Both sides murder, period. But I love you, Dominique. I love the station. And hopefully uh, November, what, November 11th, Tavis is going to be in, on the Market Street or something. November 11th, 12th. Is it this week, next week? Thank you uh, about that. Yeah, the um, 11th of... I, I don't know. the. I don't have details on that for you, Big Phil. You're okay, going to have to I ask Tavis, um, yeah, or maybe yeah. I'll ask him. <laughs> maybe I'll ask. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, don't worry. If I'm around, I'm not busy. Come on, I would support you. You talking about? You talking about um, the Sweet Spot Live with Angelique? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. That that is on Market Street in Inglewood. At uh, was right. it the Majestic? Is that what it's called? The Majestic? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's on our website, kbla1580.com, which is a place we'd love for you to be regularly visiting anyway. Yes, Angelique's doing storytelling. Uh, It's the miracle. I always call it the majestic, but it's really called the miracle. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Yes. 6 p.m. on Sunday. Like I say, say, Dominic, you know, go to pray up. Like I say, the devil don't sleep. It's all about power. The devil don't sleep. Just pray up and wake up. You guys stay safe down there, okay? I love you. I love the station. I'm out, Bigfield. Love you. And we love you more. Miracle Theater is nice. Uh, I've been there. Actually, I saw um, Grady there. He'll be in uh, next hour. It's it's a great spot um, in Inglewood. And Angelique, yes, come out in droves. Let's support Miss Angelique of the Sweet Spot, our weekend show, doing her storytelling thing, the Sweet Spot Live. So glad you mentioned that. It's a lot going on. Uh, really, 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 the um, Zoom for my Africa trip is our Africa trip. Look at me giving myself all the credit. <laughs> it's really KBLA Talk 1580 and um, African Focus Incorporated. But it's mine because I'm going. Anyway, if you want to find out about it, we're having a Zoom on Saturday. And you can get the info at uh, AfricanFocus.org. Going to Tanzania and we're going to Kenya. Never been to Kenya. Got this little outfit that I'm wearing on the YouTubes. Uh, it's it's actually I got it at Katula on Slauson, but it's South African fabric, and I was trying to channel South Africa because that's where we went last year. Fahima from Washington D.C. Jambo. Habatagani and K. Pasa Dominique. How are you today, my sister? I'm blessed, and how are you? You know how I am, just like Tavis Smiley. I'd be an ingrate if I complained. Um, I just <laughs> want to make two points. Um, and, and the whole thing with um, so-called Brother Bilal, I'm not even going to dignify that with even giving it any air. I mean, this guy, well, I'm giving it air, so let me just move on. Um, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about something I shared with you um, just very briefly. Right now, In Ghana, there is a conference facilitated by the president of Ghana um, and this organization of African unity. And they brought, um, you know, scholars and people legitimately involved in reparations um, together. Um, And hopefully you'll have Cam Howard on because he is in attendance to talk about that um, at some point. And another thing, I had forgotten about this, because when I was at the UN Conference Against Racism, the term that the UN came up with was Afro-descendant, which is a description for all African people, um, you know, on the continent and throughout the diaspora. And that really should be part of the discussion, at least, in this discourse around reparations. But then there are those that want to separate themselves um, and come up with these fictitious imaginary identities of being foundational black Americans and being initially uh, Native American, which is absolutely absurd. Um, Although, you know, black people and indigenous native people did build maroon communities. They build uh, Garifuna communities in South America. That's why many of us do have 
um, native blood. Um, and you, we know about. Okay, 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 okay. I, I, I know you got more stuff to say, but you just said a whole bunch of stuff. Some of it uh, I need to address. The idea of Afro descendant, you said, goes throughout the diaspora. And I think a lot of this is coming up. I'm getting so many DMs. I'm getting emails. People want to be on Freedman Friday. And it, it, it is meant to be a reprehensive uh, reparations conversation. So everyone is invited in. We will get to you eventually. We want to hear everyone's point of view. It's uh, 7 a.m. every Friday now. But that, so that covers the diaspora. But I think this idea, um, what you're calling, you know, made up identities and yeah, okay, FBA, what is that? What is ADOS? What is um, what is Friedman? What is Afro-descendant? They're all made up. They're what we decide to call ourselves. But Afro-descendant, you're talking about the diaspora, and there are folks who feel like we need to distinguish um, American, ins- you know, in- descendants of enslaved Americans, whether it be, you know, what what was it, um, Dobas, what Molly Bell says, or uh, Ados, or, you know, whatever that is, Negro, um, because they do not feel like American government or American corporations should be paying people in Africa or the Caribbean, that if you're Jamaican and you were colonized by the English, then England owes you that, uh, that debt. Dominique, well, two things. One, you made a Freudian slip. You said reprehensible. I know you meant comprehensive, but you said yeah, reprehensible. I, I, well, maybe both. <laughs> maybe both. That doesn't wrong with getting a little reprehensible. We need to, we need to get into the weeds on this and we need to see where our points of unity are. I just don't see, I, you know, I don't see why it is so terrible for people to say black Americans are a distinct group. I mean, we are, we have a unique experience in the world. We do. Let me just say this. Uh, Malcolm X said a cat can have cheese in the oven, but that does not make them biscuits. And yes, there are there is a unique culture that was developed after Africans were kidnapped and brought here to America. I'm not disputing that. We developed the blues and the Negro spirituals all as part of that. And the worldwide civil rights movement. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. That was part of the, the, you know, the struggle for freedom and liberation. But I'm just saying that. That an Afro descendant is something that came out of the UN that is internationally recognized, and in um, in Ghana, this conference is looking at is not looking at Africans trying to get reparations from the American government. It's holding the guilty parties uh, uh, accountable. And again, please have Pam Howard come on. Yeah, yeah. Is- Hold that thought, Fahima, I, I, if you if you can, because I want to continue down this. Uh, this um, train of thought. I, I think, you know, the idea that it's problematic for us to be um, Afro descendants is also puzzling to me. Like, why can't you be a Negro, a Freedman, an Ados, an FBA, and also be an Afro descendant? Why can't both of those be true? It's KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. The conversation continues right now, right now, right now with right now, Dominique now. DePrima on First Things First. I does in Fahima called from Washington, D.C., kind of heating us up ahead of our Freedman Fridays, which is now every Friday on KBLA Talk 1580 at 7, our second hour of the show. Tomorrow we'll have uh, actor Isaiah Washington, who's become very, very, very active on this front, and how uh, we can talk about, you know, 
where he is on the movement and how so many um, we're starting to see so many black celebrities either running from this conversation or running to it. Uh, same with lawmakers, elected officials. Uh, I think it's kind of become almost a new third rail. Like people want to talk about it until it's time to do something about it. That said, Fahima, um, you were uh, lifting up the uh, the term Afro-descendant as something accepted by the UN and why can't we be Afro-descendant and Black American or Afro-descendant and FBA, Ados, Ditos, not Ditos, um, Doba, um, you know what I'm saying, all these things. Why are they mutually exclusive? Dominique, as a Pan-Africanist, I believe in self-determination and people have a right to define themselves however they so please. I don't have a problem with people calling themselves whatever. That being said, and I'm just going to make these two points as I land. Uh, Ado was the brainchild of Steve Bannon to ensure that black people during the 2016 election voted for Donald Trump or didn't vote for all. And the FDA was founded to monetize a situation. Now, that doesn't speak to the people who are following, but the people that founded these organizations, they have no intention to seek reparations. And I'm just going to I'm going to land on that. The people that are following these folks, they, they may be well-meaning, but they're being deceived, kind of like Jim Jones followers. Whoa, that's quite a comparison, Fahima. Um, I mean, uh, clearly there, there are charlatans, scammers and... Um, opportunists inside the movement as there are in almost every movement. I think that um, maybe reparations at this particular moment in time is attracting some of those heat seekers. Uh, but to, to compare to Jim Jones, it's pretty, that's uh, a lot. Why do you say that? Well, as I mentioned, the, if, it's, if the root is rotten, it's rotten at the core. Ados was started to get black people to vote for Donald Trump by Steve Bannon. It was the brainchild of Steve Bannon. Now, the people who are following, they may, they're just naive and they've gravitated onto this pipe dream following these people. We should have one accord, but those of us that have seriously been working for reparations should continue to do so and just let the chips fall where they may. Well, uh, thank you for that. I think you, you teed up uh, our <laughs> conversation tomorrow in, in a big way. I know that there's going to be a lot of pushback to what you've said. And this is what, you know, this is what we need to air out. I believe that the division within the movement for reparations is partly, um, part of it may be fueled by people who are, whose job is to do just that, as you've said, but part of it, um, maybe the fact that we don't really hear each other out. And I feel like there is a, um, there may be a dismissiveness with a younger generation saying the elders have been working on this forever and they haven't gotten anywhere. Why should we listen to them? And there may be a dismissiveness on the part of some of the longtime uh, leaders in the movement for reparations who say, yeah, all of these folks are right-wing tools or all of these folks are, are naive or uninformed. And I feel like 
more listening is needed. At least that's what I'm planning to do. I'm, la- I'm planning to listen to a lot of folks, um, hear what people have to say. What are they actually doing? What are the things that move the needle, that make progress? And what I love is that we've gotten so many uh, people reaching out on KBLA 1580 on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook and even DMing me on DePrima Radio saying they want to be on Freedman Friday or suggesting other people, organizations, coalitions that should be included. So to me, that means it is a comprehensive, hopefully not too reprehensible, <laughs> but a very comprehensive conversation about the movement for restitution, you know, redress, repair in the United States. Yes, globally too. But what we're dealing with right now, I mean, I'm broadcasting to you from Lamert Part Park, Africatown, USA, aka California West Coast, where we have a task force that's just delivered a report. And now we are right up against a new year where we need to push for those recommendations to be put through, to go into legislation, to go into action, where we need people to understand what's going on so they can stop being obstructionists or even better, step up and join a faction, join an organization, do something to move the ball. And where I think a, a, a pressure point in and around this 2024 election, where we might be able to get some action on HR 40 or something similar. News, traffic, and sports, and then call me, 800-920-1580. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come forward, includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. Power. Heard any other talk radio lately that sounds anything like this? We didn't think so. You're listening to Unapologetically Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. That's us, and uh, I invite you, as usual, I invite you to call 800-920-1580. 800-920-1580. Fahima's setting it off. And see, you know, I, I, I posted something on Twitter a couple of years ago um, because I don't believe that we should turn... Uh, reparations into the new welfare where you, you know, you get hassled and let me see your ID and your passcode and, you know, um, all of that. And I felt like it was more important. I do still feel like it's more important to include everybody who is deserving of reparations, whether they're unhoused or, um, you know, whatever their status might be, than it is to be worried that some uh, Caribbean or African person might get reparations mistakenly. I, I don't see, you know, that as being a priority. The argument that folks are making is that in order to have a legal standing, and that's what, you know, that's what the argument was with the, with the reparations, the California Reparations Task Force, that in order to have a legal standing, um, it needed to be limited in some way to a class of people. Now you're talking about reparations in the United States, and we're still talking about it on so many levels. We're talking about cities, which are already doing it, right? Either studying it like San Francisco, Los Angeles, and now New York and others. People who are already giving out money like Evanston. Um, You have the state of California, more will follow. And 
or whether we're talking about countries. And there are conversations, as many people have pointed out, going on throughout the Caribbean. Um, And I believe, again, momentum will grow. You know, those are all legit within their own um, circumstance, in their own circle, their own uh, movements, in, in which, of course, they're all connected. But I think that the more I listen, and I, you know, I got swarmed by the, the tea hive. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not what Tariq Nasheed calls his people, <laughs> the FBAs, because, um, because I don't agree with every single thing. And they said, oh, she's a Pan-Africanist. Well, yeah, so what? I mean, why does that have to be um, at odds? I believe, and, you know, on Freedman Friday, it's not all about what I believe. It's about hearing what's happening, what other people are doing, what the movement is uh, making happen. But I believe that if I have a birthright as a black woman, a black American woman, and it's not a question of my own heritage, I have receipts, right? My people... The black half of my family, because my mom, as most of you know, is a combination of Sicilian and Northern Italian. (laughs) But on my dad's side, um, we got receipts, you know, going all the way back to the enslavement of my ancestors. There's a clear through line. But I think about the guy in a tent, the woman, you know, uh, in a situation, uh, a desperate situation. I think about families who fled uh, enslavement and changed their names two and three times, were in hiding, were in maroon communities, were hiding in plain sight and may not have been on anybody's census. I think about the the Burgess family who came on this show talking about as part of the efforts of the group called Where Is My Land who helped get back uh, Bruce's Beach for the Bruce family, even though the family sold it, but they got that money. That was, yes, it's not reparation, strictly speaking, it's restitution because it's something they already owned, but their um, being deprived of their generational wealth was part of Jim Crow, part of um, the legacy of our enslavement in this country. So, you know, I think about the Burgess family who came on this show, they're still trying to get their land back with the help of the organization called Where Is My Land? And part of the problem is that when... Their forefathers escaped and foremothers escaped enslavement. They did change their name. They changed their name to avoid being recaptured uh, and enslaved. And then went on to have a successful business and be able to purchase this land. And so then it comes into questions of title because of changing names. I mean, there's so many different circumstances that enslave um, Americans, descendants of you want to call them Afro-descendant Americans, um, encountered. People fled to Mexico and came back. People uh, went to, and that's, you know, part of my beef with the narrative of a lot of these movies and TV series covering our enslavement in this country is that they don't focus on the resistance. The resistance is so deep, so wide, so broad, and so varied that, there's going to be pockets of black folks who left and came back, who hid out, who changed names, who um, reinvented themselves, who, you know, built up communities and then had them burned to the ground. And then what happens then? 
you know, if you're in the Black Wall Street or many of the dozens and dozens of thriving black enclaves that were burnt to the ground, stolen, terrorized. And so that was always my concern when it comes to this idea of reparation and how we, how, what we require as far as lineage verification, is it, you know, the new welfare. That said, I don't, I do not think it serves us to close our minds to conversation about what it looks like, what it could be, how to get from point A to point B in terms of reparations in this country. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that. Looking forward to the conversation. We are doing it every Friday and we will have all factions, whoever's willing to show up. And it looks like a lot of people are coming to the table because as I said, folks are reaching out uh, by hook or by crook, by DM, by text, (laughs) by email. And you can do the same. I'm always reachable at KBLA 1580 uh, or on my own um, socials to Prima Radio. And by the way, I urge you, if you're trying to DM me, please go to Instagram. You know, I never look at, there's like three, I'm exaggerating, but there's about probably thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of DMs or whatever you call those things on Facebook. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't really look at them. So if you're trying to reach me, go to Instagram and DM me there DM, or reach out on, um, on uh, email, hit me on Twitter. I'm always on there. Um, those are the places to find me. And of course, KBLA 1580 as well. And let's get everybody in the virtual room, the virtual room on YouTube, the virtual room on old fashioned radio microphones and Let's take what we learn on Freedman Fridays and all the surrounding discussions like the one we're having right now and talk about it with our friends and frenemies, right? Other black folks and people who aren't black. Because to me, so much of the resistance that we're hearing to reparations manifesting as anything beyond a thought or a a task force a study and another study and another study is based on a lack of understanding, a, you know, gap in folks' education where they don't get the through line and they don't understand why we are where we are. And also mainstream America, people that would not qualify for reparations or should not qualify need to understand how it benefits them because repairing the damage from our enslavement in this country is going to benefit every American, whether they get a dollar, a dime, or a handshake. It's going to benefit every American. And I think that's part of the conversation that we really need to have, not just in terms of stimulating the economy, which is important, Uh, all of the products and services that we will buy, purchase, that we will have access to, businesses that will thrive in communities, providing jobs, opportunities, goods and services. Not just that, but also the ability of our nation to actually move on. As a lot, some white folks like to say, you know, that was a long time ago, 
I had nothing to do with it. You have a chip on your shoulder. Just move on. If you make me whole, then I can heal and move on. If we make me whole, because I know it ain't going to happen without us uh, doing it, like Frederick Douglass always said, power concedes nothing without a fight. And we're out here fighting. So let's figure out where the pressure points are, what's working, and how we can be part of moving the ball, changing the narrative, literally, being the lines historian, creating the talking points that can turn public perception and even our own understanding to where we don't think of this as some kind of get over or some kind of trickery, but understand and embrace that this is a debt, as Randall Robinson said, a debt that is owed to black America. And until it is paid, we will not give up. 809-20-1580. I'm Dominique DePrima. Love to hear from you on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Body your ancestors favorite radio station radio station and your favorite morning show host let's get back to dominique DePrima right now right now all right so we've been talking about our health we've been talking about our reparations we've been talking about what's going on with our government um gaza so time for a little palate refresher here um the first black woman to get the country music awards song of the year uh is tracy chapman um, she had a hit back in 1988. It was a huge hit. People still play it called Fast Car. And um, Luke Combs, who's a country music superstar, covered that song. He recorded it again. And so uh, in a groundbreaking bit of history making, the Country Music Award, uh, the Country Music Association Awards in Nashville, um, last week awarded Tracy Chapman a black woman song of the year for that, that song. And it's so interesting when you hear um, him, uh, Luke Holmes, who I'm not so familiar with because I'm not a big tr- country music consumer. Um, when you hear him singing it, he, he sa- it sounds a lot like Tracy Chapman singing it. <laughs> it just uh, really reminded me uh, about conversations we've had on this show regarding... Um, the the roots of country music, the black fiddlers, and all of the African American or Negro, FBA, Doba, whatever you want to call them, the black roots of country music in this country. Um, that that's amazing. It's great for her because she's gonna get you know money. Um, she is getting money from her song becoming this huge country music hit. But for those of us who don't really track that genre, it's important. I remember we had a conversation on this show with a woman named Rhiannon uh, Giddens. If you missed it, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. I just type in, you know, KBLA 1580, Rhiannon Giddens or Dominique DePrima podcast. You can also get it on the app, which hopefully you already have on your phone. In fact, when you're, when you're hanging out Thanksgiving or whatever, Xmas, Kwanzaa, and you see someone whose phone doesn't have KBLA 1580 app on it, would you do us a favor and help them download it so they can listen wherever wherever they are? Anyway, Rhiannon is um, a modern artist who really digs deep into the roots of country music, and that's what this award for Tracy Chapman reminded me of. It is um, 
it's it was really interesting when I was preparing for the show with Rhiannon. I started listening to some of the black fiddling tradition that she was talking about, and it it really moved me. And I could hear, and I'm not a music expert, but I could hear the crossover between blues, country music, um, and those traditions and how they're sort of buried inside uh, today's country music. So that's that was amazing. She um, she had that um, that award. She's making that money, and um, she you know she she's not short on awards. She already has four Grammys. But this kind of recognition, I think, is good for not just Tracy Chapman, but the industry as a whole. And speaking of our <laughs> arguments and conversations about history uh, and reparation, well. Uh, Denzel Washington's getting ready to play Hannibal. Tell you about that and more when we come forward. I'm Dominique DePrima, and this is KVLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KVLA Talk 1580. This is KVLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. Okay, yeah, there's a lot going on in here. And looking forward to talking with comedian Ray Grady next hour. <laughs> He's here in studio. In fact, if you're on YouTube right now, you probably see uh, him <laughs> sitting down because he's not late. He's on time. I love that. Um, but actually, I don't know if you, maybe you can talk now if you want to, Mr. Grady. I'll give you a better yeah, intro yeah. next hour. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, you can? Yeah. I just couldn't hear myself. That's all. Oh, okay. That's because nah, I can. haven't turned up your headphones. Let me see. Hopefully, I didn't turn them too loud. How's Let's that? Let's see. Let's see. Ugh. No? There Still we go. Nothing? There we go. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, so I was just going to uh, talk about Denzel Washington. Come on. Because uh, he's going to be playing Hannibal Man. Uh, in in a film directed by An- Antoine uh, Fuqua. Yeah. And uh, we've been arguing on this show. We do something now called Freedman Fridays where we talk about reparations every Friday (laughs) in the 7 o'clock hour. And it's dredging up all this controversy about history. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, And there's there's this attorney who's also an historian named LeGrand Clegg who has a theory that the reason white people (laughs) hate black people so much is because of Hannibal and because of his conquests of Europe. And their sort of DNA memory of being mm-hmm. subjugated okay. by a black man. So I, I just, I don't know. I wonder if this um, this film is going to stir up all that. He, <laughs> you know, he was the one that came and invaded on an elephant. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm familiar yeah, with yeah, yeah. him. I yeah. mean, <laughs> but it's no different than when they did the same thing with uh, Tucson, Haiti. When yeah, Toussaint Louverture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, and Haiti's still paying. Haiti's still paying. Yeah, nobody goes and aid them. You know what I mean? Right. Real aid, not just like right. We pretend we're going to help yeah. them, and then we give them smallpox. Nah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There Something you go. like that. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he ruled Southern Italy for 15 years. Yes, he did. And, uh, of course, my mom's from southern Italy, so we wonder. I could have Hannibal's blood in my veins. <laughs> there you go. Take over. Just thought about that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I think I remember, um, you know, the controversy around, I don't know if you've seen Jada, not on that topic of Jada, but Jada ha- Pinkett Smith has this series called The African Queens. 
and one in the series on Cleopatra actually prompted the Egyptian government to protest because they were angry that Cleopatra was portrayed as black. Okay, and they was mad at the truth. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, They was mad at the truth. I mean, because they're saying it's, well, historians say she might not have been black, she could have been black. Right. But the odds are she was black. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're angry. Right. Normal. <laughs> is it isn't there is it there uh uh that's what they do they get mad at the truth right yeah, i guess that's right that's that's like florida black history yeah right? they know <laughs> they know so so you're you believe these folks are not it's not that they think we're lying or that we're exaggerating the impact of black people in world yeah. history they think you think they know and they just don't want to hear it there you go mm. because of that that hurts that really hurts. That blanket of mistreatment and free labor. And then when you figure out that those people were, you know, they were savages, true savages, real As in the founders of civilization. There you go. There yeah. you go. Come on. The first doctor, Mhotep. Right. Come on. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it, it hurt, man. It, it just, they don't like it. They just don't mm. like it. And so we emulate that now. I mean, it's just like... Um, my old teacher, uh, Dr. Richard King, may he rest in peace, he used to say, it's all about your relationship to your blackness because technically we're all descendants of Mother Africa. So oh, just dang. come on and claim it. Don't be bad. No. <laughs> Don't and, be and, bad. And and nobody break. wants to, you know, no one wants to really root for the, the quote, uh, the loser. Right? <laughs> we're the lesser, right? Nobody wants to, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm going to give uh, comedian Ray Grady a proper introduction <laughs> when we come forward. We're going to talk about what he came here to talk about. Yeah. But since he came on time, he got penalized by having to talk about Hannibal with <laughs> It's me. okay with me. You know, it's, it's people. You, you just know? roll with it. Yeah, you know, I'm I not noticed a that. You know me. Yeah, not, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Not all right, continuing the conversation. Really looking forward to talking with Ray Grady. As always on KBLA Talk 1580.